Cloud. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, so uh, we have our last teams uh, involved into the uh, NFC and AFC Championship games down to the Final Four um, over the weekend. So the 49ers win. The uh, Ravens posted a win on Saturday. And then yesterday, the Lions and Chiefs posted victories. Your thoughts on what you saw in football over the weekend? Well, Chiefs Bills was just another just another great game between two, you know, excellent teams who have been going at it in the playoffs for a while now. Um, and I thought that uh, that uh, that Allen and Mahomes both put on a masterclass. I mean, they're playing against good defenses in cold weather with all kinds of pressure on them, and neither of them took a sack or threw an interception. And both of them dealt with pressure, and both of them took hits, but both of them they both have such a great feel for how to avoid pressure, when to scramble, when to run, when to buy time, when you just need to get rid of the ball. I, th- I thought it was just brilliant play from both of them. Great game. Mahomes, has never, he's never been a starting quarterback in the NFL and not played in a championship game. It's amazing. So now he gets to match up with, with Lamar Jackson, and uh, I think the Ravens are probably the best team, best roster, uh, playing the best right now. But, man, you just don't want to see – you don't want to see Mahomes across from me in a big game. And it just it just felt like if Mahomes let, let's say the Bills make that field goal, Mahomes would have had what a minute and forty five seconds, or yep. approximately that amount of time to get into field goal range. It, it kind of feels like they were going to do it anyway, right? Yeah, and you know the way the game started, it looked to me like the Bills were the better team, the more aggressive team. They had home field advantage. It just looked like the Chiefs were, you know, do, the Chiefs were dealing with all the problems they dealt with all year, which is that. Uh, they haven't had a true number one receiver step forward. Kelsey hasn't had his best year. Um, Mahomes has looked frustrated at times with that offense. And then that what I love about football more than anything else, I mean, some people like the violence. Some people like the spectacle. I love watching great coaches and quarterbacks figure it out in real time. And what you saw is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they saw what the Bills were doing to him the first drive or two and said, okay, here's our answer. And we're going to pound that answer until the Bills prove they can stop it. And they really couldn't. I mean, they just they found a way to get Travis Kelsey wide open for a touchdown. They, uh, you know, they schemed up a, a, a nice little tight end screen for another touchdown. Mahomes, you know, Mahomes numbers were not spectacular, but he just he converted third downs. He knew when to do it. It just it just, just genius quarterback. And hey, listen, Josh Allen played great. And if Stephon Diggs catches that one long pass, it was one of the best throws I've ever seen. It goes right between his hands. The Bills might win that game. Yeah, it is. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that could have gone either way for sure. Uh, and looking at the uh, the Lions' victory against Tampa Bay, uh, there were some mistakes made though by the Buccaneers that allowed the Lions to win this game. But boy, Detroit certainly got the offense going in the second half. They did, and we saw that a lot this weekend. Um, you know, the, the Ravens were played a bad half where they got it going. The 49ers played a bad half where they got it going, and they really had to dominate the fourth quarter to win. Um, you know, then you saw the Lions kind of, and, and some, you know, different reasons and different teams. Like the both the 49ers and Ravens both did look rusty in the first half where they figured things out. The Lions, I don't know, was the pressure or the Bucks. The Bucks are kind of a sneaky good team. I didn't think they would be coming in. I thought the Vikings would wax them in that first game. But, you know, they, they do a lot of old school football things well. They have excellent linebackers. They can stuff the run. They can cover. Uh, Mayfield had a good year. Mike Evans is hard for anybody to cover. Uh, you know, they, they're not a great team, but they're they're just a team that's built to hang in there. How do you feel about the Packers game on Saturday? Uh, 
it they were ahead for a large part of that game. 49ers, yep. credit to them, made the plays down the stretch, but boy, it felt like that one just slipped away from Green Bay. Yep. I uh, didn't think we'd be talking about the uh, Packers being disappointed that they didn't quite make it to the NFC Championship this game, th- this year, but uh, I give LaFleur a lot of credit. They they really figured out how to make love comfortable and get the best out of them, starting about really probably not that long after the Vikings beat them. Um, they really started figuring things out. Uh, you know, their young players continue to develop and love looked better and better toward the end. And, you know, that's, that's playing at a number one seed, a place the Packers usually don't win. Uh, and love played great, you know, not well enough to win against a great team, but I was, I was incredibly impressed with love and, and the Packers coaching staff and the 49ers did enough. Uh, but it didn't, you know, as good as Brock Purdy has been as their starter, and he's been spectacular. The numbers are almost historic. You just I don't know that anybody felt really comfortable watching him play on Sunday or on Saturday. Well, it was a missed field goal that certainly hurt the Bills last night, and it was a missed field goal by the Packers that hurt them. Do you think either way? I mean, I suppose we don't know how things would have went if those field goals actually went through for those two teams. True. Um, also, you know, I, I know that the modern kicker is very efficient, uh, but to me, two things. Number one, field goals shouldn't be as big a part of the game as they are, um, so I don't mind it when people miss them. <laughs> and and number two, I'd, I'd much rather see these games, you know, settled with football players making football plays uh, rather than just, you know, hoping your field goals can go through or assuming that every field goal is going to go through. So I never have a lot of sympathy for missed field goals uh, deciding games. Uh, Jim, your thoughts on the matchups now, uh, Chiefs against the Ravens, and then the other one is the uh, Lions against 49ers. Chiefs-Ravens should be spectacular. Uh, the Ravens might get Mark Andrews back, which would make them very difficult to defend. Uh, the Chiefs have a good defense, but Josh Allen also you know, was able to really run on them, which is I'm sure uh, Lamar Jackson's eyes were popping open when he was watching that. Uh, should be a fascinating Fascinating matchup. Patrick Holmes might be the greatest of all time. Lamar Jackson might win his second MVP uh, award in four years. Um, just should be great TV. Uh, Lions 49ers. I don't know. The 49ers didn't play as well as you would have expected. The Lions fa- have found a way to win two playoff games, but you know I, I don't think they're great. I just think they you know they're well coached and they have enough offensive talent and they they find a way. So you know. I mean, I don't know how, I don't think I'd spend a dollar either way betting on the Ravens Chiefs. I have no idea how that one's going to go. I think the 49ers should be clear favorites, but they didn't really inspire a lot of confidence the way they played this weekend. Jim, the uh, Minnesota Wild yesterday, they complete the road trip, they get a win, uh, and they get a hat trick from Kirill Kaprizov in that 5-2 to two victory over Carolina. Your thoughts on the Wild win? Yeah, um, it looked like. It was going to be problematic. Uh, gave up a soft, you know, Gustafson gave up a soft goal to tie it at two. Then they come back and they get a gritty goal with Eck. Uh, just kind of, crow- they just crowded the goal mouth and stuffed one in. That put them ahead. And then, then uh, Kaprizov ends up with, you know, finishing off the hat trick. As, I, I don't know. I really don't know how to analyze this team uh, from game to game, week to week. I don't know if they're good. A good team that is disappointing or whether they're just not that good, but they kind of hang together and and, and and win a few games here. I, I really don't know what they are. Um, but they will have to make, at some point, they're going to have to have a good stretch to get back up into that wild card race. Right now, they're still kind of far on the outside. But 
I don't know. Uh, it, I, I think it's encouraging to see Kaprizov score. He's not having a bad year, but he's not having a spectacular year in a year where they kind of need him to be spectacular. Maybe this breaks through, is a breakthrough for him. It, it seemed like they weren't even competitive for a stretch there, but now they've got some people back. I suppose Kaprizov is one of the big ones. Yeah, I mean, he, he's by far their best player. And now Spurgeon out, he's even <laughs> the gap is even bigger between him and the second best player on the team. Um, they just, yeah, they don't have many other people they can count on for scoring. Uh, they have other people who can score, uh, you know, but he, he's got to be the leader in that regard. All right, Jim, the uh, Timberwolves, they lost OKC on Saturday, uh, and they're going to play at home against Charlotte tonight. Your thoughts on the Wolves? Yeah, a little bit of a disappointing loss. Listen, they're still in great shape. Um, they have had, a, have had a great first half. Uh, they got off to a really slow start against Oklahoma City offensively. They figured it out. They pulled ahead. It looked like they had the game in control, and then they just got their butts kicked down the stretch. They just did not close out the game. And let's let's face it, you know, they're in good shape. They're going to be in the playoffs. They should be a, a top three or four seed. Now you start thinking about playoffs, and that's the kind of game that's the kind of game that bugs you a little bit. You think, okay, that's exactly the opposite of playoff basketball. So, you know, again, they're still in great shape. It's been a f- spectacular season, but that is definitely one they would want back. Jim, the uh, Gopher women's basketball team they won on Saturday against Michigan State. Michigan State sounds like they didn't shoot the ball real well. Uh, the Gophers played really good defense. And I think that's something you're seeing with Dawn is the defense is getting progressively better as the year goes on. Mallory, Mallory higher. I mean, Braun and Battle were kind of the biggest names uh, that Whalen recruited. But Mallory higher is a really good player, and she's having a great season. And in her last month, month and a half, she has been really productive. She can shoot the three. She can defend inside. Um, you know, she moves the ball. She's a good player. So she had a, she had a big game. The defense played really well. And, and that team's in pretty good shape. I think they're tied for fifth in the Big Ten. Uh, and Big Ten will probably get seven or eight teams in the tournament. That's a good place to be right now. Jim, Kirk Cousins did an interview last week. He was asked about uh, um, Bill Belichick. And, of course, Belichick has interviewed a couple of times for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if Belichick gets the Falcons job, would he try to get Kirk Cousins? And, I mean, Cousins said that he'd be crazy not to listen to that possibility. Is this just posturing it to try to leave his options open and maybe drive his price up? Uh, yes. It's also a po- it's, it's posturing. It's also a possibility. I mean, you know, he doesn't know what – he doesn't know if the Vikings are going to offer him $10 million a year or $50 million a year. So, you know, everything is said publicly before negotiation begins is just people being polite. You know, we don't know what either side is going to demand. We don't know if they'll get past the first conversation. So, of course, Cousins is going to be looking around for other options. And, you know, Falcons have put together a certain amount of talent down there. They have some spectacular offensive pieces. Uh, the right coaching quarterback would probably, you know, immediately make that a playoff team. You know, if Belichick isn't going to be doing the drafting. I wouldn't want to be in Belichick's organization who's going to be doing the drafting. He really botched that with the Patriots. Um, you know, if, if they have a real general manager, Bill Belichick, and then Cousins is your quarterback, that's a that would be a good team. Any reason to believe that we're going to see some movement in regards to the Twins and trades over the next couple of weeks? I mean, I don't. I, I just don't know what the timing is going to be. It's yeah, we're getting close now, and they're having Twins Fest and all kinds of stuff this weekend. So, um, you know, I, I'm sure for PR purposes, they would love to be able to unveil some kind of a move that they can talk about all weekend rather than talk about not spending money, but. You know, they're also not going to make trade just for PR purposes. So 
I mean, I, I, I think any time in the next month you could see a deal. You could even see a deal on March 15th, but I think, I think the target a window would be the next month. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Good Chin Music with Roy Smalley talking a lot about Joe Maurer and some music. Um, we also have, sorry about the beeping. Uh, we also have uh, Good Donna Sports uh, with uh, Nicole Lukic from Minnesota Aurora. That's up. John Krasinski on the Wolves. Uh, Mike Grimm on the Gophers. Dave Lee on music. Everything's at talknorth.com. All right, Jim. Thanks. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in Star Tribune's podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, today brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. News from ABC.